0: Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
1: Hey, this is Katie Geringer. You are now listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time to get embarrassed with us. there everybody hi there everybody or hello there one
0: person (laughs) (laughs) i hope that that there's a a, a cacophony of people surrounding
2: (laughs) the listening device yeah exactly
1: who listens to the radio in like more than three people at a time or like in in a group i hope that the family is huddled around it for warmth it huddle around it's cold out there it is cold out there and you are listening to lost and rewound my name is alan my name is GMA. We're here every Thursday from three to four p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn on the Radio Free Brooklyn app for Android or iPhone, and uh, the TuneIn app.
0: You can donate to our station at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org/slash/pledge, or you can donate directly to our show at
1: RadioFreeBrooklyn.org/slash/l a r. Uh. Mm. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it was my imitation of you. It was my oh okay. Yeah, that's right. Do an imitation of my voice, not do an imitation of yours.
0: This is Elon Danzinger. We're right here. We're on the radio.
1: This is Lost and Rewound with Jimmy Hoffman. Speak, speak a
0: little deeper, buddy.
1: Well, deeper. I, I I wish I could. I just, you know, I I, I have a little bit of priority, bro. And, Gotta be on the microphone and
0: talking like this. All right, so you're taking the show down this way. We need to keep it on task.
1: Allison can't be here today because she is not feeling well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And she she went to the ether and found herself. (laughs) This is the way I talk. (laughs) It's like the universal maxims. She's out there. All right. No time for bullshit. We got a good show for you this week, so stick around for a quick minute, and we'll begin that show we will. Writer-director, Nicholas Luna. Hailing from Fayetteville, Arkansas, by way of Washington, D.C., Nick studied film in Austin before moving to the East Coast to pursue an MFA in writing and directing fiction at the City College of New York. While his film Saving Wolfie is currently being shopped around to festivals around the country, Nick is working as a development associate for Brooklyn-based hard-working Movies and is available for all of your audio engineering gigs you may have to offer. Just don't ask him to rap for you anymore nick welcome to the show hey how are you guys doing doing very well sir i hope i was giving you justice uh i know that you are more involved in film now you're not necessarily involved in the rap world but um perhaps you could shed some light on that
3: well hip-hop and rap has always been a part of my life which is a bit interesting when people meet me now because i dress a bit square and people are like wow you've been working in hip-hop and doing all this stuff At one point, an old rap group of mine, you know, we did a bunch of East Coast tours and I opened up for Wu-Tang and like Tech 9 and all these insane people.
1: In Austin, Texas. Yeah. That's wild.
3: We got linked up with this Booker guy and anytime somebody big would come through town, we'd end up opening it for that person, you know, and then uh, a bunch of underground cats as well did couple shows with uh das racist and bus driver and Da's <laughs> racist yeah bus <laughs>
1: driver man oh my goodness yeah. That's that's huge the
3: were... astronautalists you know people like that oh yeah sure
1: sure sure yeah dude one
0: of the funniest things is that somebody brought up that's racist to me because they were like do you know this band and i was like what are you talking about and they were like they shot a video around your father's car And there's a whole (laughs) video because my dad had like this ambulance that looked like the Ghostbusters ambulance. Sure. Like half the video, they're just like rapping in front of it. He's like, Is that your dad's car? (laughs) (laughs) Because it was a rap video. I'm pretty sure it's your dad's car.
1: Wait a second. How can you get away with. Rapping in front of someone's property without getting feel, permission. It
0: was it was parked in public sight. It was on the street. That's hilarious. And my dad is a garage. <laughs> <laughs> it, was on, it was in Park Slope, and they were just filmed the whole video in Park Slope. And that, like, it was just all these streets that they're just they were just walking on the street in Park Slope, like walking next to Prospect Park, <laughs> and like walking next to that car.
1: That's awesome. What's the song? Uh, that wasn't the one might that might be the, Chicken and Beef. All right, that wasn't uh, that wasn't uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson was filmed with uh, our friend Chris Goldteeth. Really? Really. Yeah, I don't know how he got in on that, but at any rate, we're not going to do this just yet, Nick. But I know that we do have a music video of yours queued up, ready to go. We'll listen to the audio effectively.
3: Yeah, it's this group called Parking. It was myself and my bandmate, who's the rapper, who uh, went by Ibrahim. We were together for five years, did a bunch of stuff, uh, two albums, you know, an EP, and then, you know, it kind of fizzled out a little bit.
1: Did you meet them while studying film?
3: Yes, it's an interesting story how that all came about. Because I was playing in a synth-pop band called Castle Nova, and our brother band was a live hip-hop band called Beta Player, in which Ibrahim was the lead singer of. And we started a side project, and then this side project, the rap group called Parking, became bigger than both bands, and it became our main thing. Why Parking? We were in front of a bar, and I was like, we need a one-word name that's striking, you know, that people get, like, right away. And, you know, just saw a sign that said Parking. And I was like, how about this? And he was like, oh, that's a great name. In hindsight, it maybe wasn't the best name because search engine optimization (laughs) is very hard with a name like parking. That also being said, though, we owned uh, weareparking.com and the weareparking Twitter. And at one point, like years ago, the National Parking Association, which is a nonprofit organization, Asked to buy all our web domain stuff. What? Initially, they were like, "We'll give you a thousand bucks," and I was like, "How about ten thousand dollars?" Initially, through you bartered with the <laughs> Texas Park Service. No, the National Parking Association. The National Parking Association yeah.
1: and you were in a battle for money. Yeah, they, they give up big dollars for domain name. How much did you barter with the National Parks Association? Uh,
3: eventually, for? everything ended up being settled for three thousand dollars. Wow.
1: Yeah probably one of the best payouts you got as a group. Yeah, in one lump sum,
3: <laughs> like you know, when we were playing the like bigger shows with like Wu Tang and Tech Nine, we got paid a pretty penny for those, but nothing would compare to the National Parking Association. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> when uh, you were in Texas, you were studying film, and did you get a chance to see a lot of music down there more than you even uh, were performing, or did you relish in performing more than you actually were as a sort of a spectator?
3: Well, I played a lot of shows. That being said, in Austin, there's a show going on every night, and a lot of my friends' bands would be playing often. So I'd go out and support. And the fact that I lived there for so long, I lived there for six years. Um, so I knew all the door guys and stuff. So generally, I could get into shows for next to nothing or, you know, free.
1: Did you go to see a lot of shows when you were in high school back in Arkansas?
3: I did, I did. Uh, in Fayetteville, there was this club called Clunk, and they had like amazing booking for some reason. Saw Adam in his package there a bunch of times, and like I
1: know
0: that group, yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> One of the that's best like names I've ever heard. Yeah, because <laughs> even just saying I just saw Adam in his package, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing.
3: Yeah, for some reason they just had great booking there.
1: Clunk, clunk. tell tell us a little bit about uh growing up uh you were living in washington dc and then you moved to arkansas when you were 11 that is not a good time to move somewhere
3: no it really wasn't and i was a little bitter about leaving the city and then going to the country what basically happened is my father is a veterinarian and he bought a veterinary practice in arkansas like his own first veterinary practice and it didn't work out so well but he ended up working for the USDA, and he ended up doing that the rest of his career, specializing in foodborne pathogens.
1: Foodborne? Explain what that is. That's uh, very that that's a alien term.
3: Yeah, it's uh, basically like things that happen to like various agricultural goods uh, when they're being stored and shipped. So like different bacterias
1: and viruses and stuff that are found.
0: So not so yummies in your nummies. Yup.
1: Yup. Yup. <laughs> And then, so he got the job in Arkansas, so you guys had to move. And do you have any siblings as well? Or No, I'm an only child. And so it was just the three of you. Moving out of Washington, D.C., all your friends, did you stay in touch with a lot of people back in D.C.?
3: No, not really. You know, I had a handful of friends out there, but for the most part, you know, I just kind of lost touch.
1: Coming from somewhere like D.C. to Fayetteville, I mean, not even just on the friends tip, like you had to find things to entertain yourself.
3: Sure, yeah. My father bought me a bow and arrow. Uh, so that was fun. So, <laughs> and, and I'm
0: the green
1: arrow. Before before getting a camera, you had a bow and arrow. Yes, yes. So you were shooting in a different capacity. Yes, yes, I was. I see, like, they're listening to that song. Me and my arrow.
2: Yeah, Black Black-alicious.
1: Blackalicious, simple and simple little Harry Nilsson.
0: Some good stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think bow and arrows. I don't know why. I've always just thought they were like the coolest thing in the world. Did you... oh,
1: yeah, it was rad.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all we,
1: we all took archery during our uh, upbringings, right? I mean, yeah, I did some archery. I did a little
0: bit. I was not so
1: bad. In gym, they will always give you these random one-off activities instead of doing like Red Rover or like uh, or Freeze Tag or something inside the gym. You would either do square dancing, which was totally a gym activity, or <laughs> what? I swear. Or, square dancing in upstate yes. New York. I, I All right, <laughs> now swing your partner dosy do and yeah. then get a hot dog to and fro. I think I think, <laughs> I think the three most memorable things I, I did in gym at the Woodstock Elementary School were square dancing, uh, running around the school doing like a mini marathon, if you will. Doing that versus even being in a different grade and watching other kids doing that. I actually liked watching the kids doing it more than actually running it. But then the other thing was archery. And then, we, you know, they would set up these targets right outside the gym, and we would test our strength and see how well we could do. Test
0: your dexterity, you mean? I uh, need to go back to D&D table.
1: I, I, Hawkeye, I was, well, <laughs> Hawkeye, I was not. But I imagine uh, that must have helped uh, being somewhere like there where hunting was really big.
3: Sure, sure. And and I never personally went hunting for animals. Uh being out there I was trained in the skills of archery and, you know, handgun shooting and yeah. whatnot cuz, you know, there's not much to do there.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, in Brooklyn, we definitely didn't have any, like, handgun training and or archery training in school. Yep. We were lucky if we did anything that wasn't kickball or dodgeball. It's like, this is the ball we have. You can kick it or you can throw it. two different (laughs) games. You can play. One is based on baseball. One is based on throwing at your enemies (laughs) and and, and making people feel terrible about gym. (laughs) But basically, as I've begun to understand it as I'm older... I was in a paramilitary youth organization called the Boy Scouts.
1: <laughs> right. We thought we, yeah, we. we... <laughs> Basically. We've definitely covered that there's before. There's marching and uh, yeah. indoctrination. And, 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 <laughs> and, oh, I don't know, like our, one of our first episodes for Ray Brooklyn, we were chatting about the time that you were thrown into the lake.
0: Yeah, that's tr- Yeah, that was good times. <laughs> <laughs> so just so, Nick, so that Nick gets caught up, I, th- the way I was taught to swim is I was standing on a dock with my scoutmaster, and we were looking at the water, and he knew what uh, we know. He was like, I'm going to go teach you how to swim. Like We went like at 6.30 in the morning, and he just threw me in the lake. Oh, man. And I was like, save me, and he just was like, what?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then I swam back to the dock, and, and then I knew how to swim. And that was that. Trial by fire by water. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a moment like that, Nick, where uh, you were uh, like almost scarred for life as a child?
3: Well... I've had plenty of those, but, you know, uh, (laughs) growing up, you know, I was a lot more athletic than I am now, you know, so I was on the swim team in Arkansas for like eight years. Oh, wow.
1: Like a fish.
3: Like a fish.
1: Swim team was something I did and could not after one summer because it was... Just it killed me. I was eleven, and waking it's really, up that, it's really tiring. Well, man. I was not a morning kid. I'm a morning person now, but I was not a morning child. Yeah, no,
0: I was. I'm a morning person now. I'm like too much of a morning person now. And when I was a kid, the same way. When my parents would wake me up for school, they would have to wake me up like ten times. <laughs> I got to the point where I could fall asleep like sitting up in a motion that looked like I was putting a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, and so they'd like glance in and go, oh, he looks like he's getting ready. <laughs> but I was actually asleep and I was like, because my face was facing away from the doorway. <laughs> I started drinking
1: coffee at 12 just so that they could make sure that I stayed awake. I didn't drink milk. I wasn't allowed to drink dairy as I've yeah, talked about before. Smart. This morning I had a coffee because I didn't really feel like drinking milk, so I just threw some sugar in there and had Dang. it without dairy. Why not? I felt like I was 11, 12,
2: 13 you know years all mean? over again.
0: Speaking of when we were like 11, 12, 13, and we were, we were also talking about this, I want to say either last episode or a couple of episodes ago, Allison was bringing up Jim Carrey. They just put on one of these streaming services, Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. A show we, that was a movie we, that we were into at that age, you know, and I rewatched that one and the second
3: one. Does it hold up?
0: The second one didn't. The second one was bad, but the second first one was awful. Yeah, but the first one was was good, man. I was oh, man. I was really surprised at how it did. You know, we, I think we were also talking another episode about how like the quotables, all those old movies, even Anchorman and stuff. You just like were coming out of the theater like yelling the quotes, you know?
3: Sure, I, I mean, but just touching on Jim Carrey, you know, I went back and revisited The Mask. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. So good. I don't know, dude. <laughs> you like the mask? You like the mask? Uh, it did not hold up uh, <laughs> I, I, I
0: think to me it's just so nostalgic because it's so bad,
1: but sure. That was our introduction to Cameron Diaz. She was very, very she, gorgeous in that movie. Yeah,
3: she was very attractive. I, I won't deny that. I just but like,
1: I just, she was also very talented because she made her big break and played, a, played the damsel. The damsel
0: in distress. But she, I don't feel like I've seen her play that role in many other films besides that.
1: Cause she branched out but that's how she got to start doing something like that so, i don't just like i just feel like that one ace ventura thing i forgot about i just i just
0: wanted to come back which is the
2: like a glove <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you remember that <laughs> he would like he would drive like a car down a mountain and the thing would like to just roll down the mountain and get destroyed <laughs> and then he would like it would slowly creep into the parking space and then he would be like like
1: yeah My favorite line from that is easily when he leaves the bathroom being totally wet and just says, do not go in there. (laughs) 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 What movies were impressed upon you to get into film or just as well, films that as a kid during this time resonated with you?
3: I mean, like some of the films that impressed me the most and still have a big influence on me. I actually revisited one yesterday, which is a Gremlins 2. Yo, Gremlins
1: 2! So, interestingly (laughs) enough, a sequel that is better than its predecessor. Yeah, yeah. Gremlins 2 is better than the first one. Yeah. Because Gremlins 2
0: is so ridiculous and over the top in the best way.
3: Absolutely. Where, like, Gremlins 1 is, at times, somewhat depressing.
0: Yeah, Gremlins 1 is kind of sad, man. (laughs) Did you see the um uh. the Key and Peel sketch? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're coming up with
1: Gremlins too. <laughs> Wait, what was what this? It's really good. I've seen Keyboard, but I haven't seen this one. Which one it's was basically
0: it? they're in like what would be like the classic board meeting pitching ideas. The whole thing which is like Obviously, happens all the time that someone will come with like a halfway decent idea, and they want to do the sequel. And then someone will come out of left field with a million ideas, and someone's just <laughs> eating them up, eating up every every crap idea that comes their they're way. They're like,
3: "What about a lady gremlin? <laughs> what about a gremlin made up of
0: electricity? <laughs> <laughs> what about a spider gremlin?" <laughs> and they're like, a, they're like, "Yes, yes, yes."
1: <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> what about gremlins too? Spoke the most to you.
3: You know, I just like that it was uh like very zany. zany and it didn't take itself too seriously.
1: When was the first time you made a movie?
3: Uh I started making movies uh at the beginning of high school. I made a lot of sketches with my friends. You know, I had this video camera and we would just make sketches all day and just hang out.
1: So it was always a source of comedy for you.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've I've always been in comedy and the films that I write now are basically romantic comedies. Everything is based off things in my life to some extent. How so? Um, in my opinion, I just have some very crazy stories, and that's the only thing I can really write, is basing things off things that directly happened to me. For example, like my film Saving Wolfie, it's about a couple whose cat runs away and gets stuck on elevated railroad tracks, and then it takes the whole town coming together to save the cat. That literally happened to me.
1: No. Yes. Really? Yeah. Your cat with an ex-girlfriend? or Uh, ex-wife. Really? Ayo. Well, then. Ah! Well, then. Save that cat. You and your ex-wife had a cat that jumped onto tracks, and how long did it take for this? Is it worth worth telling the the real story, or is it more like...
3: I I mean, it it was basically like a a two-and-a-half-day endeavor. Yeah, I
1: don't want to spoil the movie. Yeah,
3: no, I mean, it's fine, but, you know, we had to get a ladder, but I wouldn't climb up there because I'm scared of heights, so she had to climb up there. And she couldn't get it. Fire department came out. Police came out. The whole town was gathered around trying to save this cat. Eventually, she ended up having to climb up there and just grab the cat.
0: The police
1: wouldn't climb up there?
3: Uh, well, the fire department sketched out the cat, so the cat ran and hid.
1: My dad has uh, numerous occasions. If he doesn't get someone to do it for him, he'll do it himself. Just climbing trees to ke- uh, get his cats who will just run up the trees. Sure. And on our property in Woodstock, yeah.
3: Yeah, but basically, like, you know, the through line of the film, it's not so much about the cat, it's about how... Coming uh, together. Yeah, uh, Well, a situation like this brings out the first stressors in their relationship, and they have to, like, come together and deal with their
1: problems. Conflict. Yes. And every comedy should have a conflict, just like any drama, but the comedic conflicts are appealing to you. Yes, absolutely. Because it allows for people to uh, look vulnerable.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of truth in this vulnerable... uh,
0: vulnerable,
1: uh, Whatever. Uh, Vulnerability. uh,
3: Vulnerability. 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 Um, Yeah. (laughs) This
0: is not... Don't worry. This is not English time, the pronunciation special.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. My apologies. But, you know, with films and comedy in general, they always end on a positive note. And I'd like to think that in most situations, we can end on a positive note
0: (laughs) i like to end on a positive note yeah because when you don't (laughs) people get sad and the world is already a bad enough place That's what you know. I'll tell you, and and this actually kind of goes back to Gremlins two being better than Gremlins one. Sure, because I went to film school also. When I first went to film school, when I was going there, my thought was, oh, I want to make movies real. I want to do realism to the max. I want it to feel like real life as much as possible. And I hate that fake. You know, over, overdone movie stuff. And then when I left film school, it was the exact opposite. I was like, <laughs> I love fake popcorn, over-the-top ridiculousness. I was like, because real life is real life. Why do I want to make more real life? Real life is out there. When I'm in the movies, sure. let's make a movie, baby.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm totally <laughs> on board with that. You know, I showed up for my master's film course, and they went around, they asked everyone, and they were like, what kind of films do you want to make? And people were like, dramas, blah, 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 documentaries. And I said... I want to make romantic comedies. And
0: you know your niche. Yeah. But at the same time that's that's a money maker right there too, man. It's not you know.
3: You you would think but like festivals, you know, a romantic comedy is a genre film for the most part if you think about it. And so festivals aren't the most receptive to that in a juxtaposition to like hard dramas.
0: Well, that's true. On this end where we're like unknown, you're right. To find your way into the niche art house cinema, they're going to be like who are you? Yep. But As far as, like, marketable stuff, hey, man, it's like this. Women spend more money than men, and those are movies that women want to see more than men want to see them. And if you want to make money in this world,
1: (laughs) just market the women. The art of making a smart romantic comedy. How do you make a smart rap video in college?
3: Oh, my goodness. Well, don't try and be too fancy. You directed it. I, I did direct it. And basically, the video of the song that you're going to play, we just went into the woods, went out there with a mirror, our friend Taz, and it was mainly performance-based, and we just kind of winged it. You know, didn't try and do anything too fancy or over-the-top or glamorous or anything like that, just kept it very simple.
1: All right. This is Thanksgiving. (laughs) Parkin'. (laughs) I don't know why we're saying it like that. But I did. I get people in the voice
0: swing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's like
2: ah, la, la la. The caveman flung the spear at the wild boar. Robbie, thanks, kid. Check. Watch where the trouble rest. Full wall pair, warm, first down, bubble vest. Militant sniper side pipe steam coil. Rap face taste stickies wicked, through boil. Really? What a back out, line, nip, tuck, redesign, same physical frame, get fucked. Ill caps, clutch, sneakers, get rough. Knuckle down, touch, sound broke, speakers. Common believers, even though they seem feeble on a simple shit. Massive strength, quick flip, deliverance. Simmer pool back, giving fix with a pen. Tell stories so real. Full leather jacket, fingers stacking on a still. Eradicate investigation, parallel to hell. Significant the moss smothered heavy in the spell. Jetty full of shells. Yeah. Civilized within the cracks, realizing it's a fact. We're all been jumping in and out of living that's fat. Snap cap, post side function with a lean. Terrified to know what the fuck I really mean. Think inside the genes, resurrect or areas. River chop chopper all lines of all carriers. A various brand transmission provider. Stranger at the party, treated as an outsider. Uh, uh. Scavenger the savages, I've a on average. To reach a golden lane, unraveling the catalyst that travels with the baddest minimum maticks a shy reputation for steam. Just stream seems to move me around the country. Show up at your door acting like you never want me. King stays hungry for the money and ambition. yelling in your ears, cause you're stuck inside tradition.
0: With a name like parking, I feel like you could have so many cool photographs that would have connotations of social injustice with you just standing in front of signs that say no parking.
3: Absolutely. And we did that a lot.
1: <laughs> Ibrahim is still rapping?
3: Uh, yes, yes. Uh, basically what happened, you know, in full disclosure is Ibrahim ran into some substance abuse issues. And we had kind of a weird falling out. That being said, you know, he's 29 months sober now. You know, he's in NA, so he's doing better. But that kind of caused a big rift in our group. I was, you know, making the music, recording everything, basically managing the band. And then when that came into play,
1: I just couldn't do it. I hear that. Yeah. Everybody has to be on the same page. If you're falling behind like that and you can't help yourself, you can not be babysitter, too. Yeah. You're already putting on so many different hats.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we had a weird falling out. But since then, and since he's been in treatment, we've mended and everything is better
1: now. Before we get to break, I know that you uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Non-Linear and what exactly is the case with the folks of whom made up that group with you.
3: Okay, so Non-Linear was the hip-hop project that I did. I believe I was 15 or 16 years old when I did it. Uh, I produced it all, made all the beats, and then it was myself, my friend Blake, who's actually the only actual rapper in the group, and then my friend Caleb, who is still my best friend to this day.
1: When we come back from this tiny break, we will bring you the sounds of Non-Linear with Nick Luna. This is Lost and Rewound. Radio Free Brooklyn Welcome, Welcome, back. Back. If, Welcome back. In case you're just joining us, we are here um, with Nick Luna, a writer slash director slash former rap prodigy, <laughs> producer, well, thank you. Yeah. producer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a beat maker. Yep. A beat maker. So, in a group based out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, <laughs> called Non Len Dash E Dash A R. Right. Yes. That's, that is correct. That was the way you spelled non-linear. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to spell it, you know, linearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to be clever. It's been that's real. that's it's been true. Real. Tell us about this first track.
3: This first track is called Sabbatical. It's a direct product of my mother getting me a rhyming dictionary for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Best present ever. <laughs> <laughs> The beat itself is a combination of some stock samples and then some synthesizer stuff that I did. And it was one of the first beats that I ever made where I was just directly very proud of it and liked how it turned out.
1: That's hard for artists to say. <laughs> and you're the only one rapping on this, too, as well?
3: Well, no, it's myself it's, and, and Caleb. Blake. but Not Blake. Uh, yeah, not Blake. It's myself and Caleb. I started off, though. So my voice is first.
0: What's Caleb's rapping
3: name?
1: Uh, what is your rapping name, too? Oh...
3: Uh, god name, like, yes K- uh,
2: no.
3: No. okay
0: so
1: this, this is what we want you for yeah yeah, yeah
3: yeah yeah okay so my rap name in this project was Triflin. yes maybe <laughs>
0: Triflin.
3: yeah and what's
0: uh, the other guys his, uh, his, 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 his st- other
3: rap name was fiber
0: fiber what was blake's
3: uh redheaded stepchild <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah all right a yours is e3 right Nah, not my rap name. What's your rap name? My rap name? I didn't. Uh, oh,
1: shit. Etorius? <laughs> I'll remember. I, well, we're going to listen to this track right now by Trifling off of Nonlinear's uh, yes. album. What, what was the name of the album, by the way? Uh, Quixotic. Quixotic, and nonlinear. Let's hear Drop sabbatical. <laughs>
4: Back from my sabbatical place faces, stab it all, faces for finger replacement, sounds immaculate, still I track, fits, i There's Paris, Paris. my future wife somehow, but
5: I transplant my spools now. All suggestions of swift lies, while I scan the sunrise rise. Wake up, fill up, sunset and get up. Make more modest and honest equations, let my life fill this quickly. I'm not allowed my foul simulation, brainwash, manifestation, and why? So I quiet, a new look, everything's gonna help me you get my stuff, for no lie. Air empty, supply high, gaining altitude with a change move, all this to all this help, help. To me elude. Evil stares, glares from blank faces Why so many cases, no well or no business and passengers no longer raise this No limit to me, hopefully you can see There's no way to be, calm and Back from my
4: places, place Spacious, it all faces for figuring placement.
5: Only by instinct This takes hold oh, On the brink of it
1: the album Quixotic, right? Yes. Non-linear with Sabbatical uh, out of Fayetteville, Arkansas when you were how old, Nick? 15.
3: Yeah, I was like 15 years old.
1: And you made that beat?
3: Yeah, I made Man, that... that's ill. That's that's <laughs> fucking
1: awesome for a 15-year-old man. Ill. that's crazy.
3: Yeah. What thoughts go into your head hearing that? If blushing were a sound,
1: um yeah. If blushing were a sound. Or
0: your, uh, your your your
3: Well, okay, just listening back to the lyrics, for some reason, in the hook, I wanted Paris Hilton to be my spouse? What's up with that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was that time, man. (laughs) That's hot?
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. The way that we recorded it, we had this little Fostex recorder with a tiny condenser mic built into the front of it, and we would just huddle around it and record all our verses and it was just a four track so we had to like bounce it over and over again and do all the backups and ad libs and stuff like that and you know i'd like scratch and whatnot on it and then it was one instance where i realized from an early age that you shouldn't mix an entire album on headphones and that's why the vocals are a little low the whole time because i mixed it entirely (laughs) on headphones
1: it's a good lesson to learn as a even even in my adult life hearing the w- mistakes that people make and didn't even really sound much like much of a mistake the levels were just a little off balance and whatnot sure but and yeah since since and i had you're to, producing
3: like, yeah and since i had to bounce it over and over again they often reached a certain point where i couldn't go back and fix something
1: yeah. because i had to keep bouncing it to new tracks you didn't have money to get a professional producer you did it yourself yeah. Let's get to Just Like Elvis. Oh, yeah,
3: Just Like Elvis. Uh, this one is equally as cringeworthy, but yeah, let's just hit it.
1: Cringeworthy. Let's bang it. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> non nah, Got a
4: little bit of the remaining uh, villains here. Mm-hmm. That's the villain. The one man army. Still floating around. But I take it in, but I'm, I'm not like the alien He flew here about last night at about, um, 4 o'clock in the morning But I start this off, cause I became the king of the vast society But I started flooring out into different directions With this hip-hop perfection that I ruled in different directions You don't know how I bring it back with an avatelic gold flow Take it from me, please, Lucio So I don't lose this little fucked-up flow, flow like the winds that came from beneath within. It was a power greater than sand. Burned it down, down, running again. Wanted to hear that sweet fucking voice again. And voice to men, voice to men. Not no type of topic that'll be going down. with. not be throwing mics. It was different, kind of like bikes floating, um, levitation, yeah, it's going through, left and right and through walls, didn't know what it came about, it involved, much higher powers that you could call, Lucio coming through, Marvin Claw and Taro a stereo in the darkness, eyeballs coming out, rip open them the Stole on the ground, down flow, we can't start this, rolling through the hood, show with the heart, the sharpest, knife arrow straight lay hard simple. with his throat your body apart different directions goes and i didn't know scarecrow type of ghost came a lot and roast his whole bread chickens came back no fed you see your fate now to the bed kicking in fading out just like rolling around in wow. a casket doing barrel rolls in your coffin just like elvis
1: that was fresh i like that doing barrel rolls in your coffin <laughs>
3: <laughs> was that yeah. all blake uh, No, actually, that was the only guest spot on the album. That was my friend Rob, a.k.a. Lucio, who at that time was like the only real rapper I knew.
1: The only real rapper you
3: knew? Yeah, I mean, he's still rapping. He's talented. Is he based in Arkansas still? Yeah, yeah, he's still in Arkansas. And
0: does he still it's use okay. that title Lucio? Yeah, yeah. So when he plays the game Overwatch, does he play as Lucio?
3: Probably.
2: <laughs> uh, you know If you don't know
0: that, there's a character with dreads that is a musical Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Any
1: music any musically powered fighter is all you need to know. It's good stuff. We may cut this part out, but I just have to make a quick note that we only just recently had the first person on our show who was from Arkansas. So I think it's really amazing that we are repeating that with yet another viewpoint from living in Arkansas, albeit uh she I think Nancy was living somewhere else. It's a big state, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, why not? I've never I mean, met it, any rappers from Arkansas. I mean, it's I guess
2: like is
0: my point. Let's just start calling it Arkansas right now. Sure. Let's just. There's nobody. Nobody actually does that, though.
3: No, no. <laughs> nobody's like. No, it's Arkansas. There's it's, no. There's <laughs> no one
0: like on the border like
3: Arkansas. We're saying that just to make you
0: angry.
1: <laughs> you're just like.
0: That don't make no sense.
1: Uh, no, that's not a whole. That's an all situation.
0: <laughs> so
1: Triflin, Redhead, Stepchild, and what was Caleb's one again? Uh, fiber. Fiber. Fiber, yeah.
0: Triflin. <laughs> fiber. If, like, Yo, you need me every morning.
1: <laughs> <meeting>
0: you're bowling.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, he- just, I'm, I'm helping you in the bathroom. I'm just really impressed. These are like. <laughs> these are, I'm sorry. These are Arkansas rapper names. I find that really just impressive. That's really great.
3: Well, yeah, no, uh, so Caleb was fiber because he liked to crochet and knit.
2: <laughs> what?
3: I mean seriously, but and then no. and then Blake Don't give me no shit. If you want a sweater, <laughs> I'll make it knit. <laughs> and then Blake is, you know, like a ginger dude.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Clearly. Right.
0: And he was redheaded stepchild, right? <laughs> he should have been like a uh, redheaded rap child.
3: Ooh!
0: Right? Ginger Are ale. You... Ooh! Ginger ale. <laughs> oh snap! Yo, ginger pale. Oh! <laughs> Yo, we're just coming up with all of the illest like ginger rappers. Some ginger rappers in the studio. Hook them up. <laughs> or some albino rappers. Like I bet I get some really cool albino. Freckled heads. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a terrible name that a, that a ginger would give to his genitalia. Oh that's <laughs> my freckled hand down there. What you know about that? Oh man. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Apologies to those of you out here that we were not expecting it
1: to go in that direction. <laughs> I was gonna say uh no, nah, no, nah. I was gonna say pale ale, but no, but ginger pale, I don't know. Ginger pale is good, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like honestly like I don't have anything. I'm, I'm like was, if a I was a ginger, time. that'd be
0: like my that'd be like the name of one of my like my albums, you know. <laughs> like if I was like sick like a comedic
1: album, like ginger pale. Dude, it's, so, ah. <laughs> it's good, man. Yeah, it's gold. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the next track before we get to sure, down the sure. rabbit hole. <laughs> the rabbit hole of ginger rap names. <laughs> <laughs> Space monkey logic might be the best title on this album.
3: I I would say so. What so w- say that again?
1: Space Monkey Logic. I like it. Yeah. As right. opposed to Logic Space Monkey.
3: Or Earth Monkey Logic. Earth or
1: Monkey. Uh, Yeah. Pretzel Logic. Pretzel. <laughs> <This is> true. <laughs> Rest in peace. Is there anything Truth. we need to know about uh Space Monkey Logic before we begin? Well
3: it's kind of interesting. You know, I basically
1: You produced this all yourself. Yeah yeah, yeah. I produced this all the entire album was produced by you. Yeah. What samples did you use for this track?
3: Uh, Well, this one, if I'm not mistaken, is layering upon layering of, like, a lot of turntable scratching and samples like that.
1: Did you enjoy turntable scratching when you were younger?
3: I did. I did. It was up until four years ago I got rid of my turntables just because, you know, I'd moved with vinyl for years.
1: Sure. Oh, it's a- encumbering. Yeah,
3: and I just gave up. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't think I'm going to ever scratch you know and at that point i was djing from a computer anyway so
1: so we're gonna hear a little bit of your scritchity scratchy skills on display
3: yeah i mean like you know there's a little bit of scratching all through the whole album like on sabbatical that's me scratching and whatnot
1: this is an instrumental track it's a little longer than what we've heard but uh i'm excited to hear
3: yeah i'm curious myself you know i listened to this whole album when i found it all the way through And pretty much had not come back to it because I was sitting there with uh, my friend and I was just cringing in embarrassment. (laughs) Well,
0: if you ever need uh, a good name for a turntablism album name, Pitchy and Scratchy. That's not bad, right? (laughs) Awesome.
4: Okay, I'm Who cam- cam- back now Hurry, hurry, hurry Before these late, late, slay- Just said I'm that But it's up to me And now that's what I'm, what I'm seeing Runnin', runnin' me A fucked up A fool, demon And it's got, me. got down, down A path that I can't get A tough last Cats in stone to the doctor and are taking blood. You're sitting there with the needle in your arm and you just watch the test you fill up with your own blood, oozing out of your vein. Okay, so here I am again. The name's trifling, permanent till the end, though no, I'm also called the superego. cause I'm the voice of reason in this despicable trio. Unlike the it, aka stepchild, you get this cat mad, he ups like a vile person with temper tantrum times punishment for the bastard child. Rhymes. Yeah, another way to put it is bleak, mean street, patient, blatant, seek, slosh, video, privacy, cause I mean it, effortless, mentally lost, clean shit, dirty, dingy, dryer blue, so sorry, tomorrow it's raining in this story, now a little caffeine for identity, remember to keep the adrenaline chopped candy. Still blinding, binding me, here. solid, fierce slide call it knowledge to novelty, but I'm alright with the tragedy, see I can flow about something, without veering off this beaten path to outlast ghosts, most of the... Time like new invention line of degree stopping me. But you can't be a better person tomorrow. Guess what? I got the horror. It's in my pocket shirt. Go home ready to condone ideas. Feud with you if you knew. This is a real intellectual flow. Break it down. Look at it. It's nice. Silly clown. Shit. railing slice and dice tendencies. So you will always remember me. Oh
1: my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got more than we bargained for. First, we thought it was going to be an instrumental track. Then it was an instrumental track. And it and it faded out and then faded back in. <laughs> With a much better song. But you were right about the layering. You were right about the layering. That definitely happened. But there was also you rapping
3: through the whole thing. The
1: whole thing. Yo, I mean,
0: and this, guy, this guy can flow about something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my that, goodness. Yeah, no, that track that was, was rich. That track was a journey. <laughs>
1: I wish we could listen to it again. Honestly, very few times on this show do I really want to, like, like roll that back one more time. But we don't have time to do that. We have we have to discuss what we just heard there at the, to the best of our memory, just because there's so much to unlock there.
3: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there.
1: You had a rhyming dictionary. Yes. How much of this rhyming dictionary did you study? A lot. You were like... like you 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 did your homework.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, and like for what I lacked in voice and cadence and rhythm, I made up for in rhymes. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry I, I I have to process this all the layer, the, it was really well produced and honestly I was very impressed with how you faded and then you came back with like <laughs> part 2 the <laughs> sequel Triflin's Revenge
3: yeah tri- that was Triflin in full effect really embracing what I was going for
0: yeah the second part of the track was definitely like I say it was like you on the top of a hill in LA at night taking off your helmet on that motorcycle and beneath is Mel Gibson <laughs> 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 well, that was the image i got uh mad max oh no, that's, fair. Not, that's fair not not like oh i hate you know nah, i don't believe it oh, no, I hate- <laughs>
3: <laughs> even with like this album it's crazy how many tracks we did on it 20 yeah 20 tracks it's like wow. what
1: that is pretty wild. actually i'm looking right here just to confirm that i think that is right but no, it's eighteen. Eighteen. But 18 still
3: tracks. that's crazy. Like yeah, y- you would have thought that we would a be able full to album. Yeah, edit ourselves a bit better and maybe get it down to a solid ten, but everything made the cut.
1: Before we get to the last track, I wanna list off a few of these track listings. Uh, <laughs> adversaries, uh, socialist what is that socialist smirk, but smelled <laughs> like S M U R K. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. <laughs> Poor little girl. Arrogant Authors. That's a, that's a that's a good rap name. <laughs> Arrogant Author, White Collar, uh Two Sides of Me, Cross Section, Throw Him in the Water. Can we talk about <laughs> what that track is uh we won't put the play but what else is here? Sorry. Beautiful Birds. Yes. I know, I'm still stuck on Throw Him in the Water. Throw Him in the Water.
3: Uh okay, so I believe if I'm not mistaken that was uh Caleb aka Fibers solo track where he did kind of like a freestyle, like, slam poetry type thing.
1: Okay. Well, let's take a listen instead, Uh, not uh, just for time's sake. Uh, We did have a, a track queued up. Not that one, but off the line. Just play it, then we'll touch on it afterwards. Hell yes. Let's do it.
2: Check it out. They same bitch
4: we last year Feeling a tidbit, shell shock Expelling numerous toxins <laughs> Well now I'm well stocked Deep within the hypothalamus Too much insulin I'm not hungry i that's how it's always been Lackless of trust Chameleon shape Opaque to the common vision You stupid ape Simple chimp on a quick mission Easy Collapse lung mechanisms for a freebie
5: I'm seeking no retaliation Facing supplemental patience Fuck what you say I refuse to see annihilation This is a music revolution
4: meant a cup of confusion And lyrical abuse that you're choosing Back to the conversation
5: part Pardon the hesitation Don't be mistaken This is a musical orientation If I'm wrong I'll be the first to admit it No gimmicks This is one of those lyrics I'm bullshitting You see it's realistic It's just a beginning I'll try to keep it simplistic To release my ambition Open your eyes See the Leviathan Try to focus your mind On time that's already spent Learn that the beginning is never the end But you'll, you'll never, never hear the message I send. Impatient statement of immoral men Mainensing his defense yet once again Faithful, then it spill quill ink well Could have found a smear, but I still can't tell Well, nothing, nothing means anything Everything means what you want it to Another thorn with the fastest thing, cause off the line, the line is like you. Nothing means anything. Everything
2: means what you want it to. Another thorn with the fastest thing. Off the line, the line is like to you. Nothing means anything. Everything means
4: what
5: you want it to. Another thorn with the fastest thing. Off the line, the line is like to you. Baffled by the Neolithic rage Untainted cage, patient and it's dope while catawai Rattle your noggin' if you set back slopping and mopping up membranes The lost adolescence This is for your essence i for you forget your pain Lose hold of the reins Only to watch the phoenix Bring up the pie Remix ash Two pence cash Flash Mystical tyrants just so decent While CNC lines Are wandering down the road sitting on squad cars Far from their revoke Just inquiring to What is out there For what inspiring motive Made in care government control chips we use this to flip scripts and give kids better intentions to hear our lyrics this could be considered a bit of a dilemma like when we drop bombs in the middle of Hiroshima now we faced with nothing but mass destruction we pass a ruckus and all your obstruction of justice now we're feeling a little intrepid level headed like the first time you decided to try a contraceptive so legal am I why do I try mediating a monster containing a lie controlling its mirth only ending in a hearse controlling gravity in which three immerse no intervening all only with one meaning, making history fall under your meaning. So the beneficiaries marry to conspire, the divorce so they profit. Have all the liars.
4: Domestic immigrant. Yeah. hmm. Aw, damn, I like that shit. This is to all those offbeat idiots out there trying to jack off in TV land. Would be nice to, to receive, receive my own, own fan mail, mail But that makes the surrogate plan mm-hmm. A little less stable people admire me they be wasting their time Listening to this introverted Practice spit mm-hmm. rhymes mm-hmm. About silly topics mm-hmm. Like informity in your mm-hmm. Instead of those templates Used by other rhymes mm-hmm. Say, it. where'd you piece that one together? Probably mm-hmm. 50 cents paper shredder Trying to be clever mm-hmm. Oh no, that shit is straight Cold, maybe cold Meaning reruns of rhymes Oh, it's bold yes. Come on, be original You say you're a producer Beat sound like a factory Only mm-hmm. loser I see the hex nuts removed from the car oh, taking precious, precious keys, keys to the jar But oh, black, too, aren't they so pretty? Teeth this a much longer, won't wait to pass 50 life. Like, please don't kill me, I'm far too young Till the scenario flip and the song begun Benign in its course, equacious delivery
2: Fine way to train my novel <laughs> attempts at chivalry
4: Nothing means anything
2: Everything means
5: what you want it to. Another thorn with a bastard sting.
2: Off the line, the line is life for you.
5: Empty
2: room. Closet, closet broken. Closet
4: broken. A
5: box. <laughs> Parabola. Mental vision
1: white boy rappers be having a lot of fun (laughs) you you gotta yell at the end of the track
3: mashed potatoes milk and cookies apple sauce (laughs) yeah that song was a journey too and that was all three of us there that was our party track
1: okay (laughs) did you ever play any of these tracks live (laughs) no ever never. never but people knew that you did this yeah
3: yeah you know, they sold our CD in Hastings. I dropped off, like, a stack of CDs, and it was, like, in the CD
1: store and everything like that. Wait, so Hastings is a CD store?
3: Yeah, I don't think they exist anymore, but they sold, like, well, CDs. because there's a CD store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they exist anymore, but they did.
1: Uh, what you're saying is that it's a music store of which uh, is more of a regional music store. Uh, yeah. Think, I've never heard of that name
3: Yeah, before. I think it's, like, a southern thing because cool. it is a chain, Yeah, you know, but it's, like, a Sam Goody or whatever.
1: Cool. And they sold it, and then chances are you went back and you found other copies, maybe in another bin, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. Fair. Uh,
3: Yeah, I went back maybe like eight years later and found that it was still there. Wow. (laughs) That's rich. That's amazing. Maybe not eight years, but like five years later, yeah. I love
1: that. That's pretty genius, though. So you're not rapping anymore. As stated earlier in the show, but you are uh, continuing to make art. You are making films. Um, Where can people see your work and uh, where should people go to learn more about the new projects that you have coming up?
3: Find me on my YouTube channel, Nicholas Luna on there. Uh, Nicholas has no H in it. Right now, I'm in the process with a good friend of mine slash my ex-brother-in-law working on a sketch slash podcast project called Love is Amazing. But it's also Bullshit and Might Get You Murdered, which is a true crime podcast comedy type
1: thing. That's the whole title?
3: Yeah, but All Love right. is Amazing for short.
1: And then in parentheses.
3: Yeah. Right now, we're basically gathering content. We're trying to get a bank of episodes. So far, we've recorded five episodes. We want to get at least six or seven before we launch. So far, we've had Pedro Salinas on there and uh, Katie Rose Leon.
1: People can find out that information.
3: Through my website as well, NicholasLuna.com.
1: Yeah. Cool. With
3: no H. Nicholas, N N I C O L A. Nicholas. Yeah, and uh, it's nicholas hyphen
1: luna.com. Nicholas Luna here on Lost and Rewound this week, sharing sounds of the old rapping, rap rap, <laughs> rap, 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 rap for all kinds of
2: right here exclusive
0: in the studio, Nicholas Luna. Again, if you have any submissions, you can send those to Lost and Rewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org and be a guest on our show for all your old audio that you've still collecting dust around the house.
1: Lost and for all of our past episodes. We're also on SoundCloud and iTunes. We look forward to you joining us next week for another edition of Lost and Rewound. My name is Alon. I'm Jimmy. Thanks again to Nicholas Luna for coming through today. Hey. This, is, this is Radio Free Brooklyn. Put
2: them in the water
5: if they don't swim, well then you know they weren't a witch. Bitch. What? I can't tell with the tally heads. No. They all look the same. They come from the desert and they try to make me dead. But wait, I can't handle this. Maybe they're human too. No. What am I trying to think of? What am I trying to do? These people can't, well, yes they can. Yes they can and the witches weren't witches. We were being bitches. We just thought that everybody out there that was different must be bad. But no, they're not bad. Some of them might be your dad. And your dad loves you too.